Welcome back to DQB Does Drafty Quarters Podcast Network Movie Review Show, where we don't listen to tapes of other people reading from weird books. With me this evening is my co-host Russell. Oh, uh, we'll do it one more time. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> for this month, the month of May, we are doing all the Evil Dead movies. Yeah. So Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two. Army of Darkness, Evil Dead, and... 2013. Yep. And uh, Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. Uh, so this week we are talking about The Evil Dead from 1981, rated NC-17, an hour and 25 minutes. It's pretty short. Yeah. I was happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> what, you don't like cream corn? <laughs> Uh, so this movie is about some friends that go to a cabin for, like, a getaway, and, uh, they are fucking around in the cabin, one girl keeps getting freaked out by stuff, and then they go in the basement, because the door to the, the cellar door to the basement flies open, so the two guys go down there, and they find a bunch of stuff, they find, like, a single... Single uh, shot, break action shotgun. And they find a book that looks like somebody's skin is stretched over it. Somebody's face. Uh, and they find a reel-to-reel tape recorder. They bring all that stuff upstairs. And they're looking at the book and talking. One girl's freaked out. And they play the tape. And it's basically this researcher that thought he found something in another country and brought it back to Appalachia to continue his studies on his own without distractions from other people and society. Yeah. And the, the book is, uh, they don't, it's not the Necronomicon in this. It's called something else. I don't remember what they called it. But yeah, uh, it's, it was the translation was still Book of the Dead. Yeah, but it was uh, it's bound in flesh, uh, written in blood, and it's uh, necromantic rites um, and how to bring like demons into our world and stuff like that. Yeah, we don't. Uh, there's the lore in this one is weird. Yeah. They don't call them deadites. Yeah. Um, but uh, the one girl's like, fuck this. Shut it off. She shuts it off. And the dickhead jock kind of guy is like, hey, bitch, what the fuck? I want to listen to this. And he like fast forwards it accidentally before he hits play. And yeah. he hits play. And it's the guy reading from the book. And they're all like, oh, that's weird. And they shut it off again. Then everybody goes to bed. And they're just like hanging out. And the girl that was freaking out, she's like Shelly, right? Cheryl. Cheryl. Cheryl's like, gets woken up or something, by something. And she's like, what the fuck was that? And she goes outside in her robe like a dipshit. Like, I wouldn't... I, Whatever. Don't go outside. (laughs) 
You're in a cabin. Stay in the cabin. It's nighttime. Unless everybody's out there at a fire. But you weren't. You were like, what's that noise? I'm going to walk off into the woods. <laughs> Fucking dumb bitch. Um, so she goes out there and, you know, I'm not saying she deserved what she got. Not victim blaming here. Uh, but she gets raped by the woods. Literally. Literally raped by by branches and vines. Yeah. Um, super weird. Yep. So then she breaks away and runs back to the cabin and is freaking out. And everybody's like, what the fuck? <clears throat> and then she turns into a demon. Yeah. Uh, and attacks them. And they knock her down into the, the cellar and lock her down there. And then they're like, what the fuck is going on? And, uh, basically that's what happens to the rest of the movie. Everyone gets, uh, possessed in turn, except Ashley. Um, yeah, they go to find out if they can leave and they can't leave. Um, oh, that's before she gets possessed. Yeah. The bridge is out. The bridge is like curled up like fucking fingers. Thought yeah. that was cool. Yeah. It also has like one of the weirdest shots in the film, and I really love it. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um but uh yeah, basically everybody gets possessed in turn except for Ashley. Uh he ends up having to kill everyone. And uh there's a dagger that he uses that sort of works, but it doesn't kill them. He ends up having to burn the book and that kills them. And then the sun comes up. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. Yeah. So I want to talk about the things that are awesome in this movie. Yeah. Let's do that first. Um, this is uh, directed by Sam Raimi, written and directed yeah. by Sam Raimi. It's his second movie? Yeah, it's First like movie. really early. Uh, I think it was like while they were in school. While they were going to film school, maybe. Um, but it has like all the hallmarks of a Sam Raimi movie. Like the the way it's shot, the way it's edited, um, like the pans and the the angles and everything and one of my favorite shots out of like really anything i think maybe uh is when they go to the bridge and yes uh the car is is like horizontal to the screen okay and cheryl is like in the car and Ash gets out of the car and he starts walking towards the camera and he's at like a 45 degree angle from the camera. Yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck is wrong with reality? Because like the car is sitting on the road and the road is horizontal to the screen and he's like walking perfectly straight. He's not like, you know, got like one leg at a weird angle or anything. He's like just yeah. walking perfectly straight and he's at like a 30 or 45 degree angle and you're just like, Ugh, yeah. what is wrong with reality? <laughs> and that's exactly the fucking emotion that you're supposed to feel there. And if you don't catch, you might just like feel weird in that moment and not realize why. Yeah. But like, 
that is like perfect timing and uh framing and composition for the emotion that you were trying to get from the audience at, at like all of it was perfectly timed and done and executed yeah. for what they were trying to do. And it was just like, that's fucking, that is Sam Raimi right there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, that, that part. And then like a lot of the cinematography was, was completely awesome. Oh yeah. Like a, a lot of it was great. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, he's all over the, like, I mean, obviously he directed, but, like, those flashes of of what makes him who he is now yeah, were all over this movie. Yeah. And for as, as old as it is and as early in his career as it was, it's, it's impressive that it was what it was at the time. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot, like, I like the, uh, I like the opening sequence a lot when they're in the car. Yeah. Um uh the opening sequence is really good too and the way they the way he does the shots in the car I really enjoyed. Like yeah. just pretty much a lot of the cinematography I thought was at the very least if it wasn't great it was creative. Yeah. There's some interesting shots in the house um that are really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh the only cinematography I had a problem with really was like the like kind of like the fight scenes. Those were kind of like weird and kind of clunky. Yeah. But sure. I know, you know, what were we looking at? 1981. Yeah. Um, so I imagine, you know, that had a lot to do with trying to like make it, make the effects, the practical effects they were using. Also stay within budget. Yeah. And stay within budget. Yeah. Cause you probably didn't have the money to hire like stunt doubles and shit for a lot of things. Yeah, so not his first feature-length film. Uh, is is his second, like feature-length film? Okay, but I've never heard of. What was it? He did a bunch of shorts. Sure. Uh, he did an hour and ten minute movie called "It's Murder" in nineteen seventy seven. Okay. Um. But so, Evil Dead was his breakout. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, the, the cinematography is super interesting. The, the story is very condensed. Yeah. It's very simple. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's effective. Yeah, it is effective. Um, I like Bruce Campbell. I don't like him in this. I love Bruce Campbell. I think that the, the character was written was not. Did not take advantage of Bruce Campbell. No. Definitely not. The way Ashley is written in this was not great. Yeah. But, like, I don't think any of the characters were. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm trying to stick to the things I liked. I think I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think the lore is interesting and cool. It's just there wasn't a lot of it, right? Yeah, them talking about, like, the Sumerians and stuff like that. Yeah. Like the the little bit of lore that we got was cool. I did I did like that. Yeah, but like we can go into the stuff that wasn't good. Um, yeah. So pretty much everything else. Yeah, uh, the acting <laughs> acting's pretty bad. Some of the dialogue's bad. Yeah, some of the dialogue's bad. Uh, the effects are cheap. Yeah, which I mean, it is what it is. There's no my primary 
problem with the movie is there's no rules set up. Like yeah. there's no uh, like even even on like a meta level, there's no rules. Like sure, I don't understand. Like so clearly, it makes sense why Cheryl is possessed because of her tree situation earlier in the movie. <laughs> tree situation. Um, <laughs> I, you, I mean, one might call it an entanglement. Uh, fuck, fuck you. Uh, and so I'm gonna use that spell the next time we play D and D. Entanglement. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you aren't gonna like how you get tangled up by them bushes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. So the my primary primary problem is there's no rules set up because there's no like. So when Linda gets possessed, mm. she gets stabbed in the ankle with a pencil. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's not even any like. There's not even any like blood or like bile transfer. Nope. Uh, she just like gets wounded yeah. and then possessed. Mm -hmm. And so like at this point, I'm like, okay, well maybe it's if you get wounded at all, you are possessed. But then Ash, like, gets, Ash gets all kinds of fucked up and yep. never gets. I think it's uh kind of like. I mean, this is just speculation. It's not set forth in the movie, so it's not getting the movie any credit. It's kind of like lore from other stuff. But I think it's like, um, like weakness, right? Yeah. Which is kind of sexist because it's all the chicks get <laughs> get possessed first. Yeah. Um, but like emotional weakness, sort of, right? So yeah. like Cheryl's like freaking out, right? And I mean, she gets raped by the woods, so like it also makes more sense that she gets possessed first. Um, but then, like you know, Lena gets possessed, and then the other girl gets possessed, so like it makes sense, right? Yeah, the other girl gets possessed first, and then Linda. But, um, and then like, uh, the guy, the other, the douchebag, the fuck's his name? What was his name? I want to say Steve, but I don't think that, that was Scott. Right. Scott. Scott gets possessed. Um, what the fuck? His name is Richard D. Man's Maninsor Maninkor, but he was credited as Hal Hal Delrich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not even close to the same. Like at least usually it's just like. You know, somebody with like a uh, like a Spanish name or something, they like dumb it down for us the, uh, stupid people that can't fucking pronounce it. But like, yeah. <laughs> it is Shelly, you fuck. It's not Cheryl. No, there's a Shelly and a Cheryl. That's why I was confused. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, Shelly, Cheryl, and Linda. Uh, so Scott, Scott, like freaks out and he's like I'm fucking leaving. Yeah. And he takes off but then he gets the shit kicked out of him by something in the woods. Maybe he yeah. got raped too. I don't know. They just didn't show it. Um and he comes back all fucked up. And then he after he turns like after he sort of dies. Cuz yeah. like it makes it look like he dies and then he like just turns later. Yeah. So like yeah, the, there aren't any real rules. Like, it doesn't make sense necessarily how this happens. Yeah. Um, just everybody but Ash. Yeah. Is, that's the rule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so that was my primary. That was my primary issue with the story. Sure. Um, and like the telling of it. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Like other than that, it's just old and low budget. So, yeah. I mean, whatever. I guess. Yeah. I laughed when uh, he's like when Ash is leaning up against that the door into the cabin. Yeah. And it's like it's like a fucking hollow core painted door. Yeah. And they yeah. painted it. They painted it to look like this hardcore, uh, like cabin door that's made out of a bunch of like uh like one by sixes. Yeah. And then like when the fucking uh the deadite from outside like punches through and tries to grab him. Like you just see it like flake because it's it's like chipboard. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like you can plainly tell that it was painted on there. I was like, that's <laughs> fucking hilarious. That's like some play shit, right? Yeah. Like a stage play. But uh yeah, I mean it's unfortunately also all over this movie is the budget. Um which I think it I think they did really well for what they had, I think. Yeah. Um, working within what they could do and what they could afford. Um, you know, kind of like, it, it, you know, kind of like um, clerks, but like they weren't as in, they were more ambitious with what they were trying to do because it was, you know, they're doing a creature movie with no money. Yeah. So like, you know, you can't just get away with people talking. Yeah. You know, especially when you can't write dialogue like Kevin Smith can. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Like, I thought it was fun. Yeah. And I give it reverence for what it spawned. Yes. And also super respect, uh, Sam Raimi's skill at the time as yeah. a director. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, like the acting was pretty terrible. The story was a little too loose for, especially for how short it is. Yeah. Like if it's short, usually that means, I, I mean, like they didn't explain enough, right? Yeah. Or like show you enough to explain the stuff without using words. So like the story kind of falls apart upon close examination uh or just kind of like <laughs> uh you know safe distance <laughs> examination <laughs> uh social distancing examination um but yeah like the 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 cinematography was good um the idea was great. Um, not totally original, but great still. Yeah. Um, it just kind of falls apart in the budget and the execution of like the, the writing. Yeah. But it was good enough to spawn other stuff that I love. So yeah. Uh, I whether, also thought... whether I actually give that stuff a good rating or not is, is another question. Yeah, I mean, but... we're going to end up doing, like, one of my favorite movies in... Mine too, bud. ...in this, and, I mean, I'm a little worried, but... Because like, I haven't watched it in I just years, re but... I just remember last year when we were trying to be good boys. 
just staring at Ash while I was doing curls. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hail to the king, baby. I, I also think, because I know, I thought this was a lot campier than it was. No. But it's not. This no, is like, the next one. This is trying to take itself more seriously. Yeah, so it's I like... Waiting for one of the Deadite girls to be like, fucking your cock. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's unintentionally campy. Yeah. Um, Which is where two comes from, so... Yeah. And I... I, I question how much of the budget they spent on the claymation stuff, the stop motion stuff at the end. Yeah. Because it was also, like, kind of long. They, yeah. They didn't just, like, ah, oh, look, there's burning corpses or something, right? Yeah. Um, And then, like, there's, like, literally fucking cream corn at one point, like, pouring out of a sleeve. I'm just like, what the fuck? Well, that's I, at least five cents of the budget, bud. Yeah, I remember that when I watched it the first time. Uh, I watched it uh, on a VHS TV combo uh, with my brother-in-law before he was my <laughs> brother-in-law. He was like, Shane, I got to show you this movie. It's fucking awesome. I was like, okay. And I watched it, and I was like, I was just like, I don't know, 12 14 summer no when did they start dating i was probably in eighth grade because they graduated the year i graduated from eighth grade so they had been dating for at least two years by then i think i think i don't remember they weren't dating the whole time they were in high school but they they dated most of it so i think that was like i was i was between sixth and ninth grade when he showed me this movie yeah and i was like that was like not really scary but like what was up with the crane core (laughs) (laughs) he's like i don't know man they didn't have any money (laughs) i was like okay but that was cool he's like yeah there's more here watch this one he gave me uh Army of the <laughs> Army of Darkness, and I was like, "Oh fuck, this one's awesome!" What the fuck <laughs> happened? Yeah, yeah. I am, I am excited to travel down this journey. Yeah, we've talked about we've talked about doing these since we started the podcast. Oh yeah, I've wanted to do them the whole time, and then Dave was like, "Hey, uh, so you guys want to do Evil Dead?" Evil Dead Rise came out. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. And you, you were like, oh, uh, we do have five weeks this month. I was like, oh, my God, it's destined. It's, <laughs> it was it was meant to be. Meant to be. But, yeah. Uh, so, do we want to go down to the corner? Are we ready for that? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like there's a whole lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, there's I mean, not really any depth to the movie at all or the characters. Um, yeah, they didn't talk enough to have death. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I swear to God, I actually love I, I love these movies. It's just... I think I'm going to love three of them. What? Are you serious? So I'm looking at the parents' guide because it's NC-17, right? Yeah. So, sex and nudity is moderate, based on 344 user votes on IMDb. I'm going to read these. This this is going to be hilarious. I'm going to read all these. Uh, 
A woman's breasts are briefly seen as she is shit taking off her shirt. Okay. A woman is sexually assaulted by a possessed tree. We see branches tear at her clothes. Her br- breasts are briefly shown. Pull her legs apart and a branch go up between her legs. It's not. It doesn't just go up. It's like it was shot from a fucking orc's bow. Okay. Yeah. It's just like wham. <clears throat> Uh, after a few moments, she breaks free and escapes. Uh, there is only one kiss on the lips scene. Who cares? Fucking prudes. <laughs> like, I'm surprised it's not more than moderate because there's like kind of a graphic sexual assault scene. But like, who yeah. gives a fuck about a kiss? Uh, the headless reanimated corpse of a woman climbs on top of a man while her severed head makes moaning noises. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. <clears throat> okay, violence and gore. Oh, man, there's a lot. I'm not going to read all that. Holy shit. Uh, but violence and gore is severe. <laughs> <laughs> um, aw, a man forces a woman into a cellar and hits her in the face with the handle of an axe to knock her out. That's terrible. She's fucking possessed. Yeah, she's dead. It's fine. Uh, a possessed woman is shot in the head with a shotgun. Blood spurts from the splurts out of the wound. Oh, the blood scene was pretty cool. I forgot about that one. He's in the basement. Oh yeah, blood starts the coming pipes. out of everything. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, profanity. Some uses of the word shit. No f words. Several uses of JC. Profanity mild. Is that considered profanity? Apparently. According to the fucking prudes that use IMDb. Uh, oh, sorry. F word. Cunt. <laughs> um, alcohol, drugs, and smoking. Mild. Drugs, recreational, none. Some characters smoke and drink wine. Who smoked? Somebody smoke a cigarette? I think one of the girls smoked a cigarette. Okay. Frightening and intense scenes. Severe. Although a lot of the effects are dated. They were dated in 81. Come on, bro. (laughs) The Evil Dead is still extremely bloody and graphic. Yeah. Meh. Yeah, I just think there's a bunch of prudes rating shit, but we've talked about that before. I mean, you see worse gore on Robot Chicken. Yep. And <laughs> what's in this? And that's, that's their claymation. M, though, right? Yeah, I think so. Or TV 14, at least. All right, here we go. Welcome to Shane's Trivia Corner, because Dave's not here. Shane's Trivia Corner. Because Dave's not here. Uh, the cabin the used... The point of this corner is oh. to say... Ooh. Yeah, sorry. Neat. I don't do this segment. <laughs> sorry. Uh, the cabin used as the film set was also the lodging for the 13 crew members, with several people sleeping in the same room. Living conditions were terrible, and the crew frequently argued. The cabin didn't have plumbing, so the actors went days without showering and fell ill frequently in the freezing weather. By the end of production, they were burning furniture to stay warm. What the fuck? Oh my god. (laughs) Jesus. That's wild. 
uh, Andy Granger, a friend of Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi, gave them this advice. Fellas, no matter what you do, keep the blood running down the screen. They included the scene in the finished film where the blood round down, runs down the projector as a tribute to him. Nice. Whoa. Whoa. At the end of Principal's shooting in Tennessee, the crew put together a little time capsule package and buried it inside the fireplace of the cap cabin as a memento of the production to whomever found it. The cabin has since been destroyed and only the fireplace is still intact. That's fucking creepy. Just a random fireplace sitting out in the middle of the woods. Yeah, that's some fucking Channel Zero shit, bro. Let's go find it. Yeah, let's go. We're See, we're get... totally the guys that inspect. Yep, we're going to get killed <laughs> by Wendigos and Deadites. Uh, I'll take drink. Wendigos and the magic word. Um, anyway, the original script, that's a supernatural joke. Uh, the <laughs> original script called for all the characters to be smoking marijuana when they are first listening to the tape. The actors decided to try this for real and the entire scene had to be later reshot due to their uncontrollable behavior. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Wow. Uh, Bruce Campbell put up his family's property in northern Michigan as collateral so that Sam Raimi not only could finish the film, but also blow it up the 35mm film, which was required for theatrical release. Raimi was so grateful for Campbell's financial contribution that he credited him as a co-producer. And gave him like several other roles. Yeah. Like, I mean, they career. were friends, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, after completing principal photography in the winter of 1979 to 1980, most of the actors left the production. However, there was still much of the film to be completed. Most of the second half of the film features Bruce Campbell and various stand-ins or fake shimps to replace the actors who left. Huh. That's neat. Yeah. Also, did I just learn why... Shrimp's Shimp's name is Shimp in the Three Stooges when he replaced Curly. Mm, I don't know. Director Sam Raimi and star Bruce Campbell were friends from high school where they made many Super 8 films together. They would often collaborate with Sam's brother, Ted Raimi. Campbell became the actor of the group, in quotes, as he was the one that girls wanted to look at. Campbell has played brief parts <laughs> and cameos in most of Raimi's movies ever since. <laughs> At the end of a normal day of shooting, Bruce Campbell would return home in the back of a pickup because he was covered in fake blood from head to toe. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, gross. The blood is a combination of caro syrup, non-dairy creamer, and red food coloring. At one point, Bruce Campbell's shirt that he wears in the film was so saturated with the fake blood that after drying it by the fire, the shirt became solidified and broke when he tried to put it on. Ugh. Hmm. The film's first cut ran at around 117 minutes. Huh. 
which Bruce Campbell called an impressive achievement in light of the 65-minute length of the screenplay. It was then edited down to a more marketable 85 minutes. The original version was conceived as a horror drama with occasional joke to bring some levity and would focus on the terror that made it to the final product, but also the tragedy of Ash slowly losing his friends and his guilt for not being able to save them. After watching the first cut, Ramey Campbell and Tappert agreed the film is already grim enough and trimmed it to a straight horror film. Fuck, I want to watch that! Yeah, what? Give us the director's cut? <laughs> Bruce Campbell cut? Huh. Uh, let's do, like, a couple more. Um, when there wasn't any filming, Bruce Campbell would actually help out with the crew and prepping shots and props around the set. Hmm. Uh, two more. The opening sequence of the evil moving over the pond was achieved by having Bruce Campbell push Sam Raimi in a dinghy while he filmed the shot. That's cool. That was another really good shot. Yeah. I was actually wondering how they were doing that. Yeah, because it almost looked like a drone. Yeah. I was like, they didn't have fucking drones in 81. No. Uh, last one. The cabin was located in the forest outside the small town of Morristown, Tennessee. Bruce Campbell said in his biography that it was later burned down. To this day, the exact circumstances are unknown. Sam Raimi claimed that he burned it down himself after filming because he believed that the cam cabin was haunted. However, according to other sources, it burned down years after the film was made because teenagers illegally went to the cabin and accidentally set it on fire while camping outside of it. Today, the only remaining part of the structure is the fireplace that was specifically built for the film. Additionally, no one will give out complete directions to the cabin's location as too many people have already vandalized the property. Whoa. Crazy. That has been Shane's Trivia Corner, because Dave isn't here. Sh -sh -sh Shane's Trivia Corner. Okay. Let's rate it. Let's rate it. I'm going to give it a six. Oh. I think, it, I think it's still okay. Yeah. It's just not good or great, but there's greatness in it. Yes. So... That's why I'm giving it a six. Russell? I got respect for it. I appreciate that it gave us... I feel like it gave us Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi. And I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that a lot. Um, so I also am going to give it a six. Um, out of respect. Shoney's going to give it a six, too. Fuck yeah, Shoney. Six, six, six. Oh, fuck. Number of the beast! <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, there's not, uh, I don't like a whole lot about it, but I got respect for it and what it is and where it came from and things that it gave us. Yeah. And then I have, uh, Dave's review. Oh shit. We got Dave's review. Yeah. Dave did send us an email, um, for this subject title or subject line is my god what happened to her eyes what did happen to her eyes did i i don't i don't know either i'm assuming she got an infection from all that makeup she had to wear dave writes my dudes what's up everyone it's your boy dave your boy and unfortunately i can't make it in tonight to hear shane say the movie was just okay and for russell to pick it apart and complain about the pacing ha huh. 
I didn't say anything about the pacing. I don't think I might have. I don't no, remember. you didn't. Oh, okay. Haha, <laughs> 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 just kidding, dudes. Love you. It's honestly probably best I'm not there so that you're spared listening to me gush about this movie. Gush about what, Dave? <laughs> it's a true gem in the horror genre and a staple of low-budget DIY films. Uh, I mean, I agree with that. I remember first watching this movie when I was a freshman in high school. I was just getting into horror at the time and had never seen anything like it before. It opened my eyes to the joys of gory, tasteless, and B-graded movies. And I haven't looked back since. This movie may not be Citizen Kane or even the Toxic Avenger 4 Citizen Toxie, but I feel it is a true classic and a pioneer for the horror genre. And I mean, it introduced the world to Bruce Campbell. You can't get much better than that. With all that said, it's time for my rating. It's probably no shock, but I'm giving it a 1. 0. 10. He's giving it a 10. Even though I think I probably like 2 a little better because of the sheer ridiculousness of it, this one is the true king of movies. Hell to the king, baby. All the love, Dave. P.S. Protect your neck. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of DQB Does, where we talked about the Evil Dead next week. Catch us with Evil Dead 2. Oh, yeah. Find us on all the social media by searching Drafty Quarters Productions. Email us, draftyq at gmail.com. Find us on Patreon and donate that sweet, sweet $1 a month. Please, God. Join us. Join us. Join us. Join us. Um, what was that? That was weird. Um, but yeah, we would really appreciate it if you guys uh, helped us out. Um, Russell and I need to put together like an Amazon wish list so we can put it up on there. So you oh, guys fuck. can just like buy stuff for us and send it to us like we're fucking Insta thoughts. Um, so thanks for listening. Have a wonderful time. Catch us next week for the Evil Dead 2. We're gonna get you. We're gonna get you. Not another beat. Time to go to sleep.